And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Pastor Pinda is a pastor of a loyalty house international Middleburg, which is a part of the United Denomination, originating from Lighthouse Group of Churches. His mission is to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead throughout the world. Pastor Pinda has a passion for soul winning and church planting. Be ready for a supernatural encounter as you listen to this message. Are you ready for the word of God? Let's open our Bibles to to what? Malachi chapter 3 verse 17 Let's start from verse 17 Malachi chapter 3 Verse 17, Malachi is is usually used only for tithing. (laughs) When when I say Malachi chapter 3, some of you were scratching your heads. You are like, December (laughs) past. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3. It says that, And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. You are becoming a jewel for Jesus Christ. It says that I will spare them as a man spared his own son that serveth him. Hallelujah. Now, God was speaking to the children of Israel. He was saying that I will spare you as a son that serves him. Now, in the next verse, you are going to learn that there is a difference between a person who serves God and a person who doesn't serve God. Hallelujah. Often people believe that when we say we are all children of God, that the first mistake they make is to say we are all children of God. The second mistake they make after that they say we are all going to heaven. The third mistake they make, they say in church or even in the kingdom of God, we are all the same. Tell your neighbor, we are not. We are not. I can give an example. Abraham. Abraham. Do you know Abraham? Abraham one day was entering a particular country. When he was almost by the border of the country, he realized that Umako Kusara, who was about 100 years old, was too beautiful. So Abraham decided that he's going to lie. He's going to tell the people in the country that Sarah is the sister and not the wife because he was afraid that they were going to kill him for this Magriza. May you have the beauty of Sarah. That when you are 100 years old, Abraham is afraid that he's going to get killed because of you. Hallelujah. So, when, when Abraham entered the country, lo and behold, the king's advisors realized that Sarah was beautiful. So, immediately they took her and took her to the palace. That's how beautiful Sarah was in in her hundreds. Now, when she got there, the king 
wambega ekamero ngutai nzoksota wena saranya buyago and he went to sleep in his room when he slept in his room he had a dream in the dream god came to the king abimelech and said to abimelech the woman who you took is the wife of a prophet if you don't return her i will kill you now you see the person who lied is abraham the king was innocent the person who lied is who is abraham the king was innocent but it was he was told in a dream that if you don't return that woman i will kill you and when you return her ask the guy who lied to pray for you <laughs> can you say abimelech and abraham were the same abraham and abimelech were both human beings but they were not the same in terms of how god relates to them because abraham was called what the friend of god may you become a friend of god now he was saying i'm going to make these people my jewels and i'm going to spare them as a son that is a what a servant so there are people who are sons of god but they are not only sons but they are also what servants are you with me verse 18 verse 18 go to verse 18 it says that then shall he return this is the verse and descend to descend is to differentiate he says that you will return and differentiate and the question differentiates between who between the righteous and the wicked so the first difference is between what righteous and what wicked somebody say righteous and wicked so the first difference in all human beings in this world there are those who are what righteous and those who are what Keep your eyes for Jesus you are learning something <laughs> Now in the eyes of God to be wicked or to be unrighteous it doesn't mean you are a rapist it doesn't mean you are a thief it doesn't mean that you are a liar or something like that to be unrighteous means not to be saved To be unrighteous means to be what So the first difference between human beings you and your neighbor look at your neighbor look at your neighbor and say the first difference is not that you come from a house with two cars and a garage the difference is that one of us is righteous and the other one is unrighteous hallelujah Amen. so the first difference is what righteousness and what unrighteousness Romans chapter 10 Romans chapter 10 We can start from verse 7. Romans chapter 10 verse 7. Maybe go a bit back to 3. Aha, maybe we will start from 1. Let's start from 1. Start from 1. Romans chapter 1, chapter 10 verse 1. Listen to what it says. It says that brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be what saved you know Israel already represents those who are chosen of God Marapol is praying that they might be saved they are chosen of God but they are not saved they are the nation that God chose had chosen from long time ago to use as an example of salvation but you see just because of the fact that you are part of a group 
doesn't mean that you are saved. You see, sometimes you can come to church and you have been going to church since you were young. That does not automatically mean that you are saved. That is one of the mistakes people make that, you know, I've been in church. I've been going to church. There is God around. I know about God. Therefore, I should be saved. I own a Bible. Therefore, I should be saved. My mother prays for me. Therefore, I should be saved. Hey! I own a Macarius. Therefore, I should be saved. When I was in school, I was given a Gideon Bible. Therefore, I should be saved. The story of David and Goliath, I know it. Therefore, it means I am what? Saved. You see, he said that he, he was praying for the children of Israel to be saved because they were not saved. Some of them were not saved. Verse 2. Quickly, I, I, my, my thing, this is just introduction. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to the knowledge. Tell your neighbor, not according to the knowledge. To be zealous, it means to be energetic and enthusiastic about something. So when you have zeal about something, you are energetic. Meaning that he was saying they are enthusiastic about tin for ten kolo. But the knowledge labanayong ngolo axio lele right. And for God, you see, we know God through knowledge and understanding first, before even feeling. If I ask most of you, do you feel God? Do you feel God this morning? I'm sure because we are coming from December, you don't feel Him even two percent. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, do you feel God? Are you feeling God? You know, you are you feeling God all over? <laughs> uh, people are, are busy smiling, they are not feeling God. Hallelujah. But you see, we know God according to what knowledge. We know God according to understanding and what is written, what the Bible calls the scriptures. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that all scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Bible is a manual that God wrote down so that we could know about him. That's your grandfather's piwam. Now, you see, when you take an album and you begin to go through the pictures, and the Bible is like that, it gives us a picture of God. After you have read it, you, you can sense that this guy, this is how he is. Hallelujah. Now, it says that these people were religiously zealous, but the knowledge that they had was wrong about God. And some of us, we are here. We are in church. We are zealous. You can even be doing something in church. But your perception and your knowledge about God might be wrong. And mainly because you don't read your own Bible. There are some people who know God through other people only. When those people are in error, also God is in error. <laughs> yes. Like, let, let me give an example. You know political parties? 
they are represented by a figure let's say a president a certain president did something and then when that president does things we say the political party is like that but it is not like that with god god you must know god as an individual and you must seek god he says that seek me and you will what find me you cannot use the the faith of other people to determine how god is even some of the individuals especially the ones who are in the old testament you see in the old testament god allowed the mistakes of the people to be shown there so that we understand they are humans not that it should be a religious practice for example in the old testament solomon had 1000 1000 wives <laughs> you cannot say that it, you know this is an example of a man of god <laughs> because solomon you know had the bible says that he had wisdom he allowed the mistakes of david david he was sitting in his room you know by his balcony and he saw a certain wife of a, an army general taking a bath and he decided that I like that woman I'm going to kill the husband and take her then when a person with his Tina is part of the word of God <laughs> then you go and steal someone's husband <laughs> you are saying it's part of the word of God baby David did it <laughs> hallelujah so you can be zealous in the things of God but not according to what the knowledge may you receive knowledge today may you receive knowledge today verse 3 let's go I, I want to get to my for they being ignorant of God's righteousness righteousness means right standing with God it means your relationship with God is right and also it means the way God wants things to be done we call it what righteousness there is a specific way that God wants things to be done and if we want to please God in our lives we must know the, what God wants us to do in the way God wants us to do it are you with me are you sure you are here I say there is a way to please God there is a way God wants you to live your life now most people live their lives according to what other people think not according to what God thinks so if in fashion there is this thing that should be done we live our life that way if now the whole world changes that this is how you must live your life then we will go that way but no one asks himself that how does God want me me as Pinda to live my life how because you see success can only be measured by you first knowing what god wants you to do after you know what god wants you to do when you do it then you can say you are successful success is not to have money success is not to be married success is not to have children success is not for your children to pass at school that is not success success is defined by how much of the will of God you have fulfilled in this world. If you have not fulfilled even 1%, yet you have money, you are a failure. If you got 90% in your metric results, and yet you have not obeyed most of the will of God, you have still failed. 
Because every product that is created and designed is designed by the manufacturer for a certain purpose. Are you here? Like if this speaker name, you know, do you know that, yeah, this one, let me use this one. This speaker, you know, it works well as a chair. <laughs> do we agree? <laughs> Look at the way I'm sitting so nice. But was this speaker designed to be a chair? Like if this speaker doesn't take out sound, but in, in, in the art of being a chair, it works well. Has it been successful? We didn't buy this speaker to be a chair. We bought this speaker for sound. Yes, and some of us, we are speakers. that are act- We are very successful in being chairs and we think we have made it. I said I'm preaching to somebody here and I'm talking to you and I need that ear of yours to be open receive understanding so you see we could say this by saying this but this speaker by it saying that it is successful as being a chair it has established its own righteousness and ignored the righteousness of God of taking out sound I said I'm preaching not submitted themselves unto what? The righteousness of God. So, the Bible says that for us to walk in the righteousness of God, the what, what God wants us to do and how he wants us to do it, we must what? Submit. You must what? Submit. You must decide that, ah, I'm thinking this way, but the word of God says this. I'm th- I think this is right, but the word of God says this is right. I'm thinking this is the plan for my life but God says that this is the plan for my life it shouldn't be your own righteousness because God is the one who made you clap your hands for Jesus so the question each and every human being must ask himself is that why did God make me What does he want me to do? And how does he want me to do that thing? Example. <laughs> you know Noah. Noah and Moses faced similar things. Water. <laughs> they, 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 they were going to face water. <laughs> One guy, God told him, listen my guy. You Noah, you are going to build a boat for years. And you're going to tell people that the rain is coming. But Moses didn't need to build a boat. Moses, when he saw water, God said, stretch your hand. Open. Pass. You see, both of them, they were supposed to conquer a similar problem. But the way which God wanted them to conquer the problem was different. One by power and another one by wisdom. Noah was supposed to solve the problem. By wisdom. Noah was supposed to build for the future. Moses was supposed to be a miracle worker. By power I'm going to part this thing. Now, you see here seated, you might be facing the same challenges. You might be, we might be all black in complexion. Some of us are in the middle. 
but <laughs> and some in the extremes of each side <laughs> but you see God has a plan for all of us God has a what a plan and it is, should be in our interest to want to understand that plan are you with me and that plan is what we call the will of God the will of God Say God has a will for my life. And it is up to me. Say it is up to me. To seek that will. You see when Jesus. Was going to the cross. He went to pray a prayer. He said that not my will. But your will be done. Meaning that you have a will. And God acknowledges. Even Jesus had a will. The son of God. But your will can be different from the will of God. That's why Jesus said, he said this. He said that not my will, but your will be done. He said his will. He clearly said his will. He said his will was not to go to the cross. Like, Jesus was happy doing miracles. Moving around like Chuck Norris. Walking on water. You know, multiplying bread making Peter to be rich. He was very happy. But you see, in the will of God, there came a day that Jesus had to go to the cross. And Jesus knew that, you see, Inyamayake, his flesh, would not agree with such a decision. God, in the will of God, there will be a decision that conflicts with your flesh. Who would have been happy to be told that your fame is ending today. I mean, like, to convince Jesus, God did something that is not normal. <laughs> he, sent, <laughs> he sent Elijah <laughs> and Moses to come and tell him. Do you know that? That he must now stop all this miracle business in his church and go and die. He sent Moses and Elijah from, from, <laughs> from heaven. He said, go down there and tell this guy that now he must stop all this business and go and die. So somewhere in the will of God, some of the things are not going to be nice. God might say, separate with your friends. It is not nice to separate with your friends. Someone you grew up from a young age, but because of your purpose and his will for your life, he can tell you that this guy is not good for you. You might be in a nice relationship. Left, right, left. But you see, it might be not in the will of God for you to flow with that guy. Are you here? Now, that is what we mean by the righteousness. So we, there are some things that we think are right and some things that God thinks are right for us. And it is up to us to align with God. May you align with God this year in Jesus' name. Amen. May what God wants you to do, may you do it in Jesus' name. Amen. May you not allow anything to keep you from focusing on God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Verse 4. Let's move faster. For Christ is the end of the law for the righteousness to everyone that what believeth. So he says that righteousness comes by what? Believing. 
Are you here? The first thing that makes you right with God is if you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth. Then God forgives you of all of your sins. And Hallelujah. Now, he doesn't say in confessing your sins, you must remember all of them. You must start, yeah. No. Romans chapter 10 verse go to verse 7, uh, verse 7 so that we fast track the thing. It's taking long. Verse 8. Go to verse 8. Change it to NLT so that it's easier. Uh, this is not my sermon. This is just Nji. In fact, it says the message is very close at hand. It is your own lips and in your heart. So he says the message. So the question is what message is this? That is in our lips and in our hearts. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. So he says faith is in the heart and in the mouth. Is in what is in your heart. Your heart, when the Bible says heart, it doesn't mean it means your spirit. So it says that the message of faith is in your spirit and it is in your what? Heart. Verse 9. When we say faith, it is in your mouth what you say and what is in your spirit. If you confess with your mouth, That Jesus is Lord, not your sins. Here. When you become born again, it is not about confessing sins. You confess sins after you are born again and you do something that is wrong. It says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is what? Lord. And you believe in your heart. You see, there is mouth confession and heart belief. That God raised him from the dead. You will be what? Saved. This is the righteousness of God. God's way of saving a person. Is that. Now. Maybe I'm I'm joking. Hallelujah. So salvation to be righteous and to be right with God. The first thing that you must do, you must believe that Jesus Christ died for you. And you must confess. Once you do that, it says you are what? Saved. This is the Bible. This is God's righteousness. Now, after you are saved and you do something wrong, that's when 1 John chapter 1 verse 8. 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 and 8. Put 7 and 8 together. After you are born again. Now you are born again. You are saved. To be saved, it means all your sins are forgiven. You are going to heaven. It says that, but if we are living in the light, as God is living in the light, then we fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Verse 9. 
says if you say you don't have a sin, you are lying. It's, but it says, but if you confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. So after we are born again, after you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you become saved. Don't get on a Now, if it happens that after that, you know yourself. Tell your neighbor, you know yourself. How you misbehave. If you happen to misbehave after that, he says that if you confess your sins, he will what? Forgive you. Now, here he's not talking about to unbelievers. Because when you start here, he says little children. <laughs> he doesn't say unbelievers. He's saying little what? Children. So if you are not saved today, the first thing that you must do, you must confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Savior and you must believe in your heart that he died and rose again. Then you are saved. If after you are saved, you continue to misbehave, you must confess your sins and ask for what? Forgiveness. It doesn't say all. Your intent to ask for forgiveness makes him to forgive you. Because who can remember the lies? Can you remember the lies you said last week, Tuesday at 2 p.m.? Eh? At three minutes past two. Does it mean that if you do not say that, that one, you forget that one, God will not forgive you? No. God will forgive you. Even God, the way he wants to forgive us, he then adds communion to it. That just in case you forgot to confess, you are going to take communion and I'll forgive you. That's why we take communion every week. <laughs> the, the Bible says that daily. You should take it daily. <laughs> they were breaking bread daily. Just in case, Ufagi Rabbi Tipex on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3. That's why we are preaching. I was just explaining righteousness. Malachi chapter 3, verse 18. That's where we are preaching from. He says that then shall he return and descend between the righteous and the wicked. Do you now know the righteous and the wicked? The wicked is someone who's not saved. It's someone who is not what? Saved. And between him, stage number two, him that serveth God and him that serveth him what? Not. So after you become righteous, then there again there are two groups. Those who serve God and those who don't. God says that there will be a difference. Not only here on earth, even in heaven, there shall be what? A difference between those who serve God and those who don't. Are you with me? Now this year in this church is the year of the shepherd. Now what Bishop is saying is that, you know, when we look at this difference of those who serve him and serve him not, he's saying he's trying by all means to encourage you to be on those who serve him. To be on those who serve God. Hallelujah. Because God is going to differentiate between those who served him and those who didn't serve him. Are you here? In the same way he differentiated between Abimelech and Abraham. In the same way he differentiated between the children of Israel and the people who are living in Canaan. Do you know, if you think about this Canaan story now, like in modern terms, there were people who were staying 
which country should we use? Which you people? Aha, you like teasing Nigerians. In Nigeria. That's Egypt. And you are in South Africa or America. You are living with inner peace. And you are enjoying the land. <laughs> As you are enjoying it, you are getting grants, free electricity, you are preacher, you are enjoying the land. Then, what happens there? God took people from Nigeria and told them, uh, South Africa belongs to you. All these vendors, tossers, all of them, chase them out of the land. In modern terms. Do you see how weird it looks? Now. Now, but do you know why they were being chased out? Do you know? They were serving other gods, number one. And God said that I cannot create the earth and make such a nice place and then people who don't serve me must stay there. They must go. And that's how the children of Israel displace the other people. Meaning, someone might be sitting on your blessing. God is going to displace that person. Someone is enjoying your job. God is going to remove that person. That is how they change. Because there was a difference between the children of Israel and the people who were in Canaan. There was a difference. One group worshipped God. Another group worshipped idols. And God said, I'm removing those people there. You people who are worshipping me, I'm making a covenant with you. Let's sign a contract. Go over to the other side and remove the people. What made Noah to survive? There is a difference. I want you to understand that there is a difference. Don't think we are the same. Me and you, we are not the same. We are all human beings, but in the eyes of God, we will never be the same. Because me, I might be serving God. You might be not. Noah. Noah. When God <laughs> was going to wipe out the whole world, the Bible clearly says that there was one person who was righteous in the eyes of God. Genesis chapter 6 verse 1. It was Noah. And God, because Noah was righteous, God saved only Noah's family. And said everyone away. That is the difference between the righteous and the wicked. There is a difference. There is a difference. It says that, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them. Verse 2. Then the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they were what what and they took wives. This maybe will do some continue. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for it is also flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. That's why now we die early. He reduced the year, year. One twenty said, We are reducing, we are reducing. Because just imagine. If a serial killer lives for 900 years. <laughs> like if Hitler is still around. He's living for 2,000 years. <laughs> so to recycle the system. God says 120. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 4. 
And there were giants in those days. Also after that, with the sons, came of God, daughters, the bad children. So the angels started sleeping with human beings and mixing up. And then they born giants. That's why even in the Philistines, there was a giant. <laughs> Continue. And God saw that the, weak, the wickedness of men, you see? Do you see? Do you see a familiar word there? Do you see wickedness? Do you see wickedness? He says that, and God saw the wickedness of men was great in the earth. What does it mean that the wickedness? Not just that the people were doing a lot of wrong things, but he was saying there were a lot of people who were not following him. There were lots so of from the time Adam and Eve they started, they were the only group that followed God. Then more people followed God. Then over the years, the tables turned. The number of people who were following God started to decrease. Up until one family was left that was following God. No one's family. Everyone was not saved in inverted commas. And the imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. Meaning there were spirits. I told you, heart is what? Spirit. <laughs> Their spirits were evil. Were not saved. And then look what happened. Verse 6. And it repented God that he had made man on earth. And it grieved him at his heart. His spirit was grieved. Uh-huh. And the Lord said, I will destroy men whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both men and beasts, whatever, 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 whatever. He's, crea- he's destroying the animals because the animals go with the human beings. Everything that is created is centered around a human. That is how God created us. Then continue. This is not what I preach. I want Aha. Read this verse. What happened to Noah? After God has decided to, to kill everyone. Look at Noah. One, two, three, go. Eh? Now, when you read this verse, you do not know. Grace is like, When you read Roman, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, it tells you that by faith, Noah. <laughs> it is because Noah had faith. He believed in God. He was the only one by this time who believed in God. And therefore, God could not destroy him and his whole family. He said, I will leave the only person who has followed my righteousness and destroy everyone. That was the difference between those who are righteous and those who are wicked. When God executes judgment, judgment is only executed on those who are not saved. Are you here or you have gone home? Are you here or you have gone home? That is why in Hebrews, the Bible says that we who are saved, we must approach the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy like when god even after you die you are going to approach a throne of grace and you are going to obtain what mercy but when you are not saved it is a throne of what judgment Are you here or you have gone home? Are you sure? Now, 
that, that is about righteousness. Now, the second level, I said that it is between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. There is a difference also there. Now, there is a scripture that we all... Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Are you, are you here or you have gone home? 6.33 Let's read. One, two, three, go. So, this is a famous verse. So, the question we have is, these all things that are being added... What are they? All things shall be added to you. He says, seek first what? God's kingdom. So when he says seek first God's kingdom, he's actually saying, serve God first. (laughs) When you say seek his kingdom, it looks confusing. He's saying, serve God first. So we must think about things that we can serve. You can serve your husband first. You can serve your wife first. You can serve your children first. You can serve your job first. You can serve your school first. You can serve your parents first. But he says what? Seek ye first. Number one, who? God. Then he says what? And his what? Righteousness. Your relationship with him and his way, his way of doing things. There is a way that God does things. It's not like the way people do it in the world. He says that, and his what? Righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. What are the things that will be added to you if you serve God and you seek God? Number one is money. You cannot serve God and be poor. If you put God first, you will not be poor. You see, and sometimes it looks like it's a joke. Some people think that once you become a pastor and you are rich, it's because you are stealing offering. Like when you hear that pastor bought a blue car. Like, huh? <laughs> like in this church, we don't get paid any five rand by the church. We don't even have access into the account. <laughs> but you see, the Bible says that when you seek God, God will add all these things to you. Number one, he will add what? money. There will be a difference financially in the church between the one who serves God and the one who doesn't serve God. There will be a difference between the one who serves God and the one who doesn't serve God. You see, an example is someone like Solomon. Solomon gave an offering to God. He sacrificed some sheep, about hundreds of them. When he sacrificed them, God at night, he came and visited Solomon and said, Solomon, wake up. When Solomon was, ah, God asked Solomon, what do you want me, God, to do for you? Have you heard of such a thing? Usually we are the ones going to God, threatening him. I'm going to leave the church. I'm going to stop believing in you. If you don't sort me out very soon, (laughs) I want a husband now. 
I want a wife now. I want a promotion now. Otherwise, I'm leaving the church. Like one girl told Bishop to say, oh, Bishop, I'm leaving the church. Bishop said, why? He said, my type is not in the church. (laughs) You have come here for your type. (laughs) As you are sitting here, you are looking around. My type is not here. Next week, I'm going to that other church. (laughs) Hallelujah. Solomon, God visited Solomon and asked him, what do you want? And Solomon he chose to seek the kingdom of God first. What did Solomon say? Solomon said, you know what God? Give me the wisdom to lead your people, to serve you. He said, give me the wisdom to lead your people, to serve you. And what did God do? God said that, you know, if it was another person, you could have asked for riches, you could could have asked Uh, for the life of your enemies but because you have asked me this I will make you the richest person because you sought you sought after my kingdom first you know when when you make yourself rich your money your riches can disappear (laughs) you see since since God made David and them rich Israel is still rich today in this Facebook you are playing with is a Jew. <laughs> Do you know that this, this Bill Gating <laughs> also you are doing? <laughs> there is Jewish blood there. Since, since they were blessed then, till tomorrow, <laughs> till tomorrow, God is the one who has made them rich. <laughs> and they are still rich. Not spiritually, physically. <laughs> and they own most of the banks. Because God is the one who made them rich. Because someone in their lineage decided to seek after God first. May you seek after God first. So Solomon became rich because he had a a mind to serve God. May you become rich with that mind. I said may you become rich with that mind. I said may you become rich with that mind. All these things shall be added to you. Hallelujah. So serving God should be one of the most important things in your heart and in your mind. You must make following God a priority this year. You see, I'm not saying you must make giving and offering a priority. Um, You see, what God says, you must make it a priority. And I can assure you, no matter who you are, God has spoken to you before. Me, when God started speaking to me, I was watching Matrix. Matrix 1. I liked the movie. I didn't know why I liked it. Matrix 1, God was talking to me. I was watching the movie there. And then a question came to my mind. So what if there is another world other than this one? The one we are living in is not the real one. I get it, the Matrix is about that. And then when I get unplugged, what will happen to me? I was asking myself. I'm watching a movie and I put it on repeat and I think again. I'm like, Ish. then reloaded came. I was even more worried about myself. <laughs> mm. I was more worried about myself on reload, Matrix reloaded. It was a movie, but God was talking. And sometimes even God talks to you through the people who are surround you. surround you. God is talking to you already. 
Serving God is the most important thing that you must do with your life. And now, I want to tell you something. You know, most of us, we think serving God is to be a pastor. Let's go to hmm, Matthew chapter 21 again, verse 15, so that we finish. Serving God is not about being a pastor. Serving God is not about being a person with revelations. Where you, you, you break it down, baby. You start telling us and collecting verses and, you know, hey! Serving God also is not to have a vision. You know, the old preachers, God bless them. Most of them, traditional, they will tell you that, like if they meet a young man like me, they will tell you that, Ubi ziwe na. Ushoksin wusing biziu. Ubi ziwe na. Ushonjan. Unkul unkul ugile wasbo nagalisa guwe. Nguko kelege mfanuam. Mine. Nating nisoni nistagwa. Nating lele. Inke losigababa. Yankene rumin. Serving God doesn't just mean that. It doesn't mean that Ingelosigababa must come and talk to you before you serve God. Do you understand? It's not like, you know, that it should be some supernatural or abnormal factor. Look. Uh, is this the right verse? John, 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 not Matthew, John. 21, verse 15. To serve God. Let me show you what it means to serve God. So when they had dined, you see, where there's Jesus, there is food. Jesus does not only advocate for fasting, also for eating of food. You must know the times and the seasons. When he resurrected, the first thing he did was a bribe by the beach. That's how Abu John identified. They were far by the beach. When they saw a bribe and they could smell the spice, they said, ah, John said to Peter, that is Jesus. <laughs> Peter said, how do you know? I said, the bride. <laughs> and then they ran and they found him there. After the resurrection, they were fishing. So sometimes we eat, sometimes. Tell your neighbor, know the seasons. That's why you must know God for yourself. Because you will find a person who says, if you don't fast, you are not a servant of God. Like if they see my stomach moving forward, they say, the spirit of God has left him. <laughs> there was a day when Jesus was busy doing miracles and the, 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 the Pharisees were angry that him and his disciples are busy doing miracles and the disciples are busy eating and it was a problem that why are they not fasting and how come there is power and they are not fasting we are going to fasting and prayer, by the way. But it's not for these things that you think about. So when he, he had died, Jesus said unto Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas. Simon is also Peter. Ne? Lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, you, thou knowest that I love thee. He said what? Feed my what? Lambs. Somebody say, feed my lambs. So, to serve God, number one, is to, <laughs> is to share the word of God with someone. You are serving God. You see, you the, you, the person who might be 
sharing the word, you might not be a good person. You know yourself, Moses. Tell your neighbor you know yourself. You see, it doesn't say if you love me, make sure that you don't have any mistake in your life. Then after that, share the word of God with someone. Hey! Though he must go, but you can still share the word of God. <laughs> Though he must go, you, you are adding things. subtitles <laughs> are Though it's, it's, it's awkward as it sounds, but she's right. <laughs> you see, <laughs> that's why I started with what I call the righteousness of God. <laughs> you see, he says, if you love me, are you here? Are you sure? He says, like, if you want to show me that you love me, like as God, <laughs> I understand you must leave all these things that you are doing that are bad which in fact you are not going to leave them he will help you to leave them Amen. you understand Amen. not that you, you if you say i'm going to leave these things you struggle you need god to help you to leave these things Amen. are you with me Amen. i see you leaving the things that you should leave in jesus name Amen. but you see that's where now the hard part comes in like and in Fununga Lel Sis, how you will express your love for him is not through feelings. Is you, when he sees you holding a verse, that maybe that is the only verse you know. Maybe you know that, and you're telling it into some. You are telling that verse to some three children who are misbehaving. You are expressing your love for God. Do you understand? Most of us don't even share the word of God because we are waiting to look like angels. Eh? Do you know God never chose angels to preach the gospel because a priest, by definition, should be touched with the infirmities of the people. What does that mean? A qualification of a priest is someone who can feel or who has gone through some of the things that the people have gone through. That is why even Jesus, he was for him to be called a high priest in heaven. He had to come and become a human first to qualify and feel when we say, when we pray and say we are hungry, he must understand. <laughs> so a high priest, if you read the Old Testament, a priest, before he enters into the Holy of Holies, so it was divided, it was the outer court, the inner court, the holy place, and the Holy of Holies. When you get to the Holy of Holies, it was like rooms like this. You know, like the way your house when you are many and it's divided with those curtains by the living area, there is the outer court, and then your parents live in the Holy of Holies inside. So, what would happen there? You see, this, this is the outer court, the inner court, the holy place, and then the Holy of Holies where the ark of God and the presence of God was. If you enter here and you have a sin, you will die. 
So, what would happen then? Before the blood of Jesus. That's why we are in church and alive. Then you would die. <laughs> Automatically. They would tie a rope on the leg of the priest when he's going in. <laughs> Just in case he dies. <laughs> so they can pull him out. Because if he dies, he's the one, you know, the job of the priest then was to take the sacrifice, the blood for all the people inside to present it before God so that God forgives them. Are you here? Are you sure? So, they would tie the guy with a rope because he also has sins. So, when he enters, he would have to first cleanse himself before he goes in and sort himself out according to the Old Testament. Then he goes in. He was a priest. Now you are like that priest. You are not the most perfect thing that has ever happened to God. But God can use you. I said God can use you. I said God can what? Hallelujah. God can what? Use you. You are the best person to share the word of God with other drunkards. Are you here? You are the best person to share the word of God with other girls who like sleeping with boys. Because you are a priest that when you see a girl who sleeps with 10 boys at the same time and you used to sleep with 12, you will come to her and say, Sister, yours is small. Yours is small. You see me, I'm sharing the word of God with you. Me, I, I, I could handle 15 guys at the same time. With ease. With ease. This one. Do you see that God can use you? Do you see that God can use you? When you see a thief, someone who steals cell phone, you have stolen money, proper money, not 200 a time, these things that people steal, 500, you stole proper money. When you see thieves, you will just preach to them nicely. You can be saved. Me, I stole 2 million. Me, I stole five million. And this thing, when you see a girl is convicted, she has committed an abortion, you say, Me, I aborted five. So, what am I saying to you? Do not allow your imperfections to stop you from sharing the word of God. I said, Do not allow what? To stop you from doing what? Yes, there are some people, when you are opening the Bible and sharing the word of God, they will say, this is how to respond. You know, medication. Oh, if your doctor has flu, he cannot give you flu tablets. Yeah, if you have flu and the doctor has flu and then you come you find him sneezing and coughing will you now say don't give me the flu tablets and you die so the same with you you are not perfect you are a sick doctor but the fact of the matter you are a doctor are you here I 
are you have flu. You are a what? A doctor. And you can what? Serve God. Clap your hands for Jesus. So the first way that you are going to show God that you like him and you love him, you are going to share the word of God. Hallelujah. Last one. Go to the next verse. You are going to share the word of God. 16. He said unto him the second time, Simon, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said, Feed my what? Sheep. Verse 17. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter answered and was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. And he said, feed my sheep. Just change it to NLT. I want. Go to the previous one. Yes. 16. So the other way to show that you love God, to show that you and me, we like God. He says that Jesus repeated this question, Simon, sign of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care, take care, take care, take care, take care of my sheep. Look after someone spiritually. You might not be the best teacher around. You might not be the most anointed one in the, in the world. But you can take care of someone. There is information that you know more than another person. And some people have never been to church. Do you know that? You know, I was shocked when I went to Radium that I met people who have never. You know, never. Like they're in their 40s, set their foot in a church. Not even once. They have never even <laughs> yet preaching before. And they are in South Africa. <laughs> and they became my church members. I always laughed at them. That, so in Sunday school, I must train you from Sunday school stories. Who David no Goliath and Matt Pelanin? So story, bedtime stories. Hallelujah. But you see, another way to show your love for God is to take care of someone. Spiritual, not physically. Spiritual. Spiritual. You must ask yourself that how many people am I taking care of spiritually? Sometimes it's not that you can preach, but you can bring the person to church. You can take the person, put the person in your car, and take the person. You are taking care of the person spiritually. Sometimes... it's not about taking the person to church. You can buy a Bible, practical, and say, here is a Bible. Read. You are taking care of the person. The person knows the word of God for a change. You can share a sermon with the person. You are taking care of a person spiritually. And that is the shocking thing that this is how God wants us to show him that we love him. That's the shocking part. You would have thought God would have said, and I'm not trying to say something, that, you know, if you're a virgin, it's a show, a sign that you love, you love God. <laughs> he would have put there, you know, if you don't drink, eh, this is a true sign. This one, if you have never touched alcohol, this must be the main sign that you love me. But you see, God's love is seen in an individual. 
not caring about himself, but caring about others. God says that you might be a mess according to your standards. But if you take care of someone else, you show God that you love him. You show God that you love him. So in conclusion, I'm saying you might be in a mess. You might be a mess. People might call you a mess. You might be living in a mess. Your life might be messy. But God says that it's time for you to love him. He's saying it's time for you not to think about your own life. Tell someone about him. Tell someone that, you know, you are not perfect, but God loves you. You have given up, but God loves you. You, you, you. Your husband has left you, but there is a God that still loves you. You might not be a person who easily forgives himself. Some of us, you don't forgive yourself easily. Like as I'm talking to you, you're like, yeah, minus me, minus me. Me, I've done so many bad things. You know me, pastor? Mine, I'm the movie of the movie in the church. If you know my secrets, Pastor, ah, hey, 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 Pastor. But I am telling you, all of us can serve God because to serve God is to do His will. And it's to do His will, first and foremost, is to show that you love Him. He said the greatest commandment is to, you know, you would wonder, sometimes He said, He was asked before Jesus that, what is the greatest commandment? You know, and I would think he would have said, you know, the greatest commandment is to give nice offering in church. <laughs> or the greatest commandment he should have said is not to commit a sin. He should have said something like that if I was him. But he said the greatest commandment is to love God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your body, which means all of your spirit all of your mind, your thinking capability and with your physical strength you must love God. Now, if I must love God with my physical strength, it means it's not an emotion to love God. It is not an emotion. It is not a thought that I have that, you know, like when there are three guys once you feel more emotional to this one and more you know, more chemicals, you say I love this one. Eh? That's, that's how we are. We say, okay, there are two girls. If I feel more emotional towards you, I'm like, you know, you know, I feel happy and all kinds of things. It means I love this one. When these, these chemicals have ended, next chemicals appear, then I love that one. <laughs> but you see, he said that if to love God is to love him with all of your mind, with all of your heart, and with all of your, 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 your soul, your physical strength. What does it mean? It means use your spirit. <laughs> use your mind. Use your physical strength to serve him. And you have loved him. Use, use your, your whole being <laughs> to serve him. You see, some people serve God with their spirits. Their minds, they don't apply it in the kingdom of God. It's only for work. Where they think. Like in church, we don't think. We are just spirits moving around. That's why we'll say, ah, the spirit says, I must feed you a snake. Sure, man. It's the spirit, no mind. 
but the mind must work the mind must work hallelujah let's rise to our feet clap your hands for Jesus I know today I didn't excite you as usual but I want you to take what I'm saying to you serious as you can see it's the year of the shepherd it's a year of us not thinking about ourselves but thinking about others hallelujah I want us to you must pray for yourself I will also pray for myself that God this year may we live a life that is pleasing to you hallelujah what are we praying for that we may live a life that is pleasing to to God and how are we going to please God by sharing his word a verse you can post it even on Facebook you have shared a word try something try share something that you are thinking about concerning the verse you will hear some people liking your status update you have done something are you here with me don't just share ANC birthdays share a verse don't share Duduzani walking through and saying you like Duduzani's walk Ah, share the word of God are you here let us pray that we may show love to God by taking care of someone this year even if it is one even if it's two even if it's three even ten take care of someone spiritual let's pray pray as God for grace father we thank you that when you return and show us and descend between those who serve you and those who do not may we be amongst those who serve you lord we have lived our lives for ourselves we have never asked ourselves why you have created us why you have made us to be in this world why you have given us the minds that we have and the intellect that we have lord we are saying today we might not be perfect we might not be the best but god you can use us to do something you can use us oh god to change another person's life father we say that we are not going to live a life that is self-centered we are not going to live a life as a church of people that are focusing on us that are focusing on what we want and what we need we are saying god work on our hearts work on our minds let us put you first let us direct our children let us direct our parents let us direct our sisters let us direct our neighbors to you through your word father we do not want to see anyone in our lives going to hell we do not want to see people failing in following you father help us to be those people who will help others to stand Pray, Sandelebo Sheketande, Lebra Kasanda, pray for the will of God. Iandeleboya Sandelebelebe, Lebaya Kalabaya Labaya Sandabaya, Mandelebea Sandalabaya, Brando Sheketendelebelabaya Sanda, Riba Babayandelebea Candelabalaba, Leba Labaya Sandelebe, Rebe Candelebea and Delebea Candelebe, Rebebea Labaya 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 Rekasunda basonde bakataya zobe shakando shikande lebesa Lord use us this year to be saviors of men use us oh God to spread your word use us oh God to share your word with all other people those who are around us help us God to stand in your word and be good examples of your word 
Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we want to follow you. God, we want to seek your face. Sange tarando shikali basando sulande basataye lebra kasunde. We will not keep your word in our hearts, but we will share your word. Sando boshikatange sukata baya. Zebe kasuta barakandusha kabando shitaye. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. I just want to share this verse with you before I pray for those who want to get saved. Put Galatians 6 verse 1. I want you to read it for yourself. Galatians 6 verse 1. Quickly. Read. 1, 2, 3, go. Change it to King James and then message. King James. Brethren, let's read. One, two, three, go, brethren. have thought that the definition of spirituality, because I'm spiritual brother spirit is to share my tongues casting out demons speaking with a prophetic voice you see he says to be spiritual is to see let me use you, come, 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 come. with your white shirt is a good example, you need to fall to the ground as we are walking fall, fall, fall. Ah. You see, when you are spiritual, look how a definition of spirituality is. It's not ufuna and lapas. Asga chel gusu to kuchwala. Asga chel gusu lentu metan dokshange two feet. Ka gusu december yokshange two feet. Salasik shumayela ulaleli. That's not spirituality. It says, how do you see a spiritual person? <laughs> when you fall, it says, eh, mbinj, kwendinjan, ish, sorry man, eh, Hey, sorry, man. Hey, that's spirituality. The spirituality is not. That's not spirituality. And God is saying this year we must be spiritual. If you see someone who's down, pick them up. With meekness, you are born anga anga Please go down again. Anga shugus. Hey, hey. Ufuna and lapas. Vuga, vuga. Ah, but can't you share and peel? Ma, he said meekness. Who's an aumtinzi telomund? Kwendenja. We are fine. And this is how we must enter heaven. Amaso chaya went the lens ya wabuts. It is only in church if God can say about me and you 
<laughs> I hope you have learned something. Give your hands for Jesus. With all eyes closed and heads, heads bowed. Eyes closed. Close your eyes and bow your heads. Today is your day. The Bible says that if you come to God, he will, not, he will not reject you. Today, God has made this day for you to receive salvation. If you are here, maybe someone invited you. Maybe it's not your first day in church or maybe it's your first day in this church. And you are saying, Pastor, I want to be saved. I don't want to fall in the group of the wicked ones. I want to come to be right with God, to be righteous. Nam tlanje langa la kolexinsis. Ufuna donge dono tako tsetselele. Little Piper, if you confess with your heart, with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, God is going to forgive you for all your sins. And from today, you will become a child of God, destined for God, destined to go to heaven. If you are like that and you are here, and it's mfundisi, you want to be born again, raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. I can see those hands. Raise your right hand. Don't think about your friend. Don't think about the people you came with. Remember, this is your relationship with God. Raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. This might be your last chance that such an opportunity comes your way. Make sure this opportunity doesn't pass you. God is calling you. Raise your right hand. I'm going to count from five to one. Five. It's your chance to receive Jesus Christ and your if your heart is pounding, it is a sign. If you, you your heart is pounding, you are thinking, should I go? Should I not go? It is a sign that you must come. Four. Three. God says that you shouldn't be ashamed of him in, before other people. Today is the day that the Bible calls the hour of salvation. This is the minute now. Two. One. If you have raised your hand, come forward. Come, let me pray with you. Come. Come. If you raise your hand, come forward. Maybe you are also here you want to rededicate your life to Christ, it does not necessarily you are becoming reborn again, but you want to recommit your life to Christ and you want to join them, you can come forward. If you want to recommit your life to Christ, you can come forward. If you want to recommit your life to Christ, come forward. Let's look for them as they are coming. You reaffirm your commitment to God. We thank you, Jesus. I want you to raise both of your hands. Even if you are shy to come here, wherever you are, just believe in your heart and follow me in this prayer. The whole church say, Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. 
Yes, as I am. Lord, you know my sins. Lord, you know my sins. The ones that I've done in public. The ones that I've done in public. And the ones that I've done in secret. And the ones that I've done in secret. Today I repent. Today I repent. Father. Father, I believe with all of my heart. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died for my sins. Died for my sins. He went to the cross. He went to the cross because of my sins. Because of my sins. He took my punishment. He took my punishment. He went to hell. He went to hell because I was supposed to go to hell. Because I was supposed to go to hell. Since Jesus took my place. Since Jesus took my place. Today I take his place. Today I take his place. As a child of God. As a child of God. As a son of God. As a son of God. All my sins. All my sins. Are forgiven. Are forgiven. My name. My name. Is written. Is written. In the book of life. In the book of life. When I die. When I die. I will go to heaven. I will go to heaven. Satan, Satan, listen to me now. Listen to me now. I'm no longer yours. I'm, no longer yours. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Jesus, Jesus, Savior of the world. Savior of the world. I will serve you. I will serve you from today. From today onwards. Onwards. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.